This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Thank you for downloading today's show. All eyes on Monte Carlo, and we have our say on the big King Kong heavyweight from Cuba. He's either the best heavyweight in the division or he's the most overrated. Heavyweight. The biggest myth, yeah. Yeah, overrated guy in the division. Stephen Smith is back in his power ahead of his world title challenge. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident that the lands in any featherweight in the world. I can, I can pick them out. So, you know, I'm always confident in my own power. But I do I believe that, you know, he looks a big puncher himself. He is a big puncher himself. So he'd be confident in, you know, he's been going through the house himself. And I, I welcome them tactics, you know, I think if they're looking for big shots and He's committing, I'll make him make mistakes and I'll walk him onto my shots, which is the best asset in your boxing brain. And I, I, I do believe I'll, I'll catch him on the way in and don't be surprised if I knock him off. And Martin Murray gives us his thoughts on Arthur Abraham. That he's, uh, you know, he, he's fighting someone else instead. Apparently, yeah. the, the WBO had ordered them to fight. But the WBO ordered us, uh, us to, to fight, you know what I mean? So I just think, I just think he didn't want the fight especially on neutral territory. Mm. And he's just chosen easier options. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome to episode 48 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Thank you so much uh, for downloading this episode. If you're not a subscriber, please subscribe. Go to fightdisciples.com. You get uh, all our stuff before anybody else. We release every episode at six o'clock on the morning uh, that we said that they're coming out. But if you're not a subscriber, then these are only available to you around about lunchtime of that particular day. Every Wednesday, we have a review show uh, when it comes to the world of boxing. And then on Friday mornings, we do the preview show of the upcoming fights this weekend. And that is what you're listening to right at this moment in time. As boxing this weekend heads to Monte Carlo. Nice. A bit bonkers, this, man. And it's a matchroom card as well. They've gone they're branching out. They're going international. I yeah. like it. It's a strange one. Like it's, uh, you know, I'm like you. I think it's cool. I like it. I'm looking forward to it on Sky. It's a little diff- bit of a different flavour, mm. but... Uh, it's a bit of a weird one when you look at all the guys, basically the guys on the card are all British guys as well, so strange. Apart from the guy that the villain is uh, the top of the tree, yeah. the, the new heavyweight. It's an interesting signing, this, isn't it? It Maybe. is, yeah. Well, well, Matt, obviously we had Matt Christie on from yeah. Bo- Boxing News last week and Matt kind of pointed out the fact that, you know, this guy, Ortiz, Lewis Ortiz, you know, the Cuban, is either the best heavyweight in the division or he's the most overrated the biggest myth, yeah. Yeah, overrated guy in the division. And as Matt pointed out, it's a calculated signing by Matchroom in terms of... Keeping people apart. Yeah, you don't... You know, <laughs> at the end of the day, if he is that good, do you want him to become number one contender for AJ's title? Or do you want to be the guy orchestrating him in another direction? You know, you go that way, he goes that way, and everyone's happy. You know what I mean? So it's 25 uh, and all, 22 knockouts. He's got a lot of power, this guy. He's facing Malik Scott. Now, a lot of people are saying Malik Scott's got an opportunity here. This could be the where the wheels fall off and all this type of stuff. Malik Scott got beat off Derek Chisora. You know what I think about Derek Chisora and Dillian White. They're yeah. British, European level at the most. Why, why is this guy going to come along and beat uh, Luis Ortiz, this big, ugly Cuban that's knocking people out for fun? I can't see it happening. No, neither can I, no. I think it's a, another calculated opponent, but let's be honest. Ortiz has built an entire career on calculated opponents. Do you know what I mean? He's not fucking. He's not. He's not gone into a fight not being the favourite yeah. since he turned. Pro. And the guys that he's fought, that you would look at that resume and go, he, oh, he's decent. He's fought them at a time where they're on the slide, coming off the back of losses. People like Stevens and what have you. So you yeah. look at you look at that and you go, he's okay. Oh, actually, 
he fought him at a time where he should have won. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. We're not talking about peak fighters. Exactly. And you mentioned this on the show last week about yeah, Matt, Monty about Barrett, life. Tony Thompson, people like that. About live fighters, he's not been in with anybody no. that's really, really dangerous. Exactly. And I wouldn't I wouldn't count Malik Scott as a live fighter no. in terms of where Ortiz is on his way to either. So I expect a finish, obviously. I expect a knockout um, from Ortiz and then potentially, you know, He'll be pushed in a... It wouldn't surprise me, Adam. Would not surprise me if David A's name got mentioned with this kid. Oh, because man. Matchroom... Listen, from a business perspective, there's two ways of looking at AJ versus David Hay. Huge business, big money, loads of opportunity to make a fortune. Dangerous. Flip side... Dangerous, exactly. Flip side of that is danger. The guy can knock AJ out with one punch on his night. David Hay is fucking right up there with any heavyweight on the planet. So you sign Luis Ortiz, who's potentially the most avoided heavyweight on the planet. Here, fight this one. And you go, hey, <laughs> David, come and fight this guy then. Come on, come on, Billy Big Balls. Come and fight this guy and see. And you you start that conversation. Because don't forget, Matchroom were backed by Sky. Mm. And Sky, Matchroom, in the UK, run boxing in this country. So, you know, that conversation starts there. Suddenly, Mr. Hay is no longer a conversation with AJ. He's currently tied up in this conversation over here. Mm. So it could be a strategic move by Eddie Hearn. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see Ortiz because he's one of them. His his career's kind of he's an old guy, he's, isn't he? He's 25 and 0. He's about 40. Yeah, he's not far he's, off think, 40. Yeah, yeah, 37, yeah, 38 yeah. something. But he's not really fought in the UK. He's not been on Sky before. You know, he's Big someone human. that we've kind of followed from afar. Hmm. So I'm interested to see how he performs on Saturday night and see if he's the real deal. To be honest. Also on that card, um, this is a real test for Jamie McDonald, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, is he real test? Before we talk about the test, would you say that Jamie McDonald is one of the most underrated champions that we've got in this country. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, um, you know, I think he suffers a little bit from the bantamweight division isn't necessarily a glamour division. Yeah, fair enough. There isn't big fights out there for him to have. It's his fifth defence, man. And it's just gone so under the radar, everything that he's done so far. It's criminal. It is criminal. But then, to be fair, you know, look at it the other way. We've been asking for him to come on the show, Jamie, for fucking weeks now. And he doesn't want to come on, and he hasn't come on the show. So... He may be his own worst enemy. Maybe. Jamie, man, do some fucking press. You know, do some interviews, get people to know you. Give somebody some shit. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) because I don't think we know enough about Jamie McDonnell. He's he's one of them guys that he fights on, whenever he fights on Sky and defence, it's one of them flick in, flick out fights, isn't it? You know, he wouldn't go, ah, fucking Jamie McDonald's defenders world title this weekend. Mm. Well, we should be. The guy's a world champion. And the gym that he's in, Caldwell, great talker. Price is getting amongst it. Bellew's a good talker. Bellew's a good talker. Bellew's the king of talking, right? And then, you know, a little bit of that needs to rub off maybe for these boys. I just think Jamie needs to be a little bit more accessible to fans and a bit more interactive because I don't know about Jamie McDonald personally, which is why we wanted to get him on the show. to know what he's like as a as a guy what he you know a, a shits and giggles kind of thing and I think that's kind of affected the fact that he's been a world champion for a long time but hasn't really broke through that ceiling of of being mainstream well this this could be one of those that maybe people start to write about him more seriously because Libiero um Solis yeah former what is super flyweight super fly I think when he started yeah Super but world champion. Yeah, world, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Former w- world champion. WBA, I think. Yeah, yeah. Former world champion. This is obviously Jamie's fifth defence. So this ain't a mug. This ain't one of them that you just, you're rolling it out for a little bit of fun on a Saturday night in Monte Carlo. You're going to have this done in a round and then you're down the casino. Yeah. We're not talking about one of them type of fights. This is this is a genuine, this could probably be the fight of the night. I know that we've got Swifty on the show. Yeah. He's got a tough task. Well, hopefully that isn't fight of the night. 
I want Swifty to win early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But this could be fight of the night. Yeah, this of, could be a belt because of the pedigree of, of yeah. the lads that no, are in there. No, Solis is a is a top contender. You know, a, a real good fighter. And then we had a WBC title fight at the start of the year. I think it was February March Yamanaka, against Yamanaka. Yeah, over in uh, in Japan. Yeah, so he had that title fight. Fell short, but then Yamanaka is a top top yeah, world good. champion as well. You know, so uh, undefeated. So it's uh, it'd be interesting to see. What he brings to the table in terms of Jamie, because I've Jamie's so accomplished now, and he's 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 had this incredible reign as WBA champ. But you're right; I want to see him jump to the next level now. He's going to try and unify. Mm. Or oh, there's even been Step talk up. of him stepping up to super bantam as well. So I want to see him do a number on this guy, or do a number on Sully. So then put himself in the shot window a bit more to go right. Okay, I'm going to move up now and do something else and do this. So it's uh, but yeah, you're right. It's a it's a tough fight. I know Dave Caldwell this. They're switched on completely for this one because they realise that this is not this is no routine defence. This is a, a legit contender they're coming up against, and only the best Jamie McDonald is going to prevail. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes Store. Now, as well as those two fights on the Monte Carlo bill, Stephen Smith is also in action. I managed to catch up with him to talk about whether he thought it was a surprise that he'd be getting a second world title shot within 12 months. No, um, I always thought that I'd be back at this level, but if I'm honest, it was, it was, it was, it was a bit quicker than expected. It was, it was you know, it was, I couldn't be happier really that it comes down the down square. This is a fantastic opportunity for you to establish yourself within this WBA um, title mix-up, let's say, and then what? Maybe uh, knock on towards the what they would class as a super champion later on uh, in 2017. Yeah, of course, definitely. Um, I don't agree with all the nonsense. You know, regular and super champions. I think it's a joke myself, but you know, we might enough fight back. You know, I've got a world title fight. You know, for two weeks, so. You know, I've got to win that world title, become world champion, and provide a good living for me kids. That's my plan. Mate, end of the day, it's not us to get involved in politics, mate. You just like you just say, you just yeah, fight, you just fight whatever puts in front of you. Of course, and you know, I've got a good, good strong opponent, a world champion. So I've just got my full attention, and you know, I've got to put the most respect for him. But I believe it's a style that suits me, and I think stylistically, it's a good fight for me, and it's one I come out and stop him. I was going to ask you about that actually, because. We've been we've been speaking about it in the studio and stylistically. I mean, the Pedraza one we we spoke about it in great length previously uh, when you've been on the shows with us about Pedraza and yeah. his style. I'm, I'm still convinced that you can still beat Pedraza. However, yeah. stylistically, this time round, this seems to be made for the way that you go about your business. Yeah, I felt like I had to sort of drag Pedraza into my fight to get successes, and I thought you know naturally he was the a difficult opponent. It was very much a, a, a you know, who was the better man on the day type of thing. And yeah. I think, you know, he just, he, he, he was the better man that day. You know, I had my hands up, but I still believe it could be someone on a different day, of course. But I just think this style suits me. I think everything sold it does sort of plays into my hands. And, you know, I put myself at a, a, a good advantage in fighting But you must fancy, with the way that this, this stylistically matches up, that you could probably get him out of there quite quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident with the lands and any featherweight in the world, I can, I can take them out. So, you know, I'm always confident in my own power. But I do, but I believe that, you know, he looks a big puncher himself. He is a big puncher himself. So he would be confident in, you know, he's he, he going through the knockout himself. And I, I welcome them tactics, you know, I think if they're looking for big shots and he's committing, I'll make him make mistakes and I'll walk him onto my shots, which is a pretty best asset in your boxing brain. And I, I, I do believe that I'll, I'll catch him on the way in and don't be surprised if I knock him out. Man, I won't be surprised. I've seen you fight. 
<laughs> Regarding this this weight division, there's some tidy lads in there, you know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of guys yeah. out in Asia that are, are very, very talented and what have you. You, you must, I know that you don't look ahead, but you must, your mouth must be watering at the prospect of what could, po- the possibilities that could come your way in 2017. Obviously getting yeah. through what you get through at the weekend. Of course, yeah, 100%. You know, I win this fight, it puts me in, right in the mix. You know, I, I believe the super featherweight division is the best division, you know, in the world because you know, there's some good names in, in other weights, but, you know, there's, there's, there's a stack full of good names in the super featherweight division and they're all fighting each other, all the big fights are happening. You know, Lomachenko's fighting well for, Vargas fought Miura, Vargas fought Salido, Salido was matched with Miura until he pulled out. It's just all the good names, you know, they just want to want to fight each other. I super fed and it's good to see and it's good to be a part of, you know, I've already fought for Draz and, you know, now I'm going in with Souls and straight after this I'll look for another big fight, you know, hopefully I'll get the, get the Corrales and Chiaro winner, so mm. you know, all the good names are fighting each other. It's not a division where the big fights aren't happening, you know, you see you see ways with like Coverland and Stevens, for example, and you know, to go on for that long and they don't fight each other, you know, a little bit like Canelo, Triple G, that at yeah. the minute. And, you know, Super Featherweight, you know, any any big name, you know, to fight that one. There's Lomachenko Walters, probably the, the biggest two names in the way. Yeah. Straight away, straight at the division, straight in the other. So, you know, you, you, you can't complain for not getting the excitement in the Super Featherweight. And Manny Pacquiao said that he can make £135, mate. So if you fancy it, get yourself in. Yeah, my my, my jump up one, yeah. (laughs) Now, that's a money fight. That's the Vegas big boy. That's the pay boy. Now, I know that uh, especially uh, Liam loves a little bit of a flutter when it comes to the footy accumulators. Paul's decent at it as well, mate. Now, obviously, Monte Carlo, it is one of the gambling capitals of Europe, my friend. They'll be in the casinos. I'm sure the boys will be enjoying themselves, won't they? They will, yeah. It'll it'll be a a bit of a special weekend for the family with a bit of luck and now they'll enjoy themselves as well. Mate. Get one of them world titles back in that Smith household. That's the plan this weekend. I will. That's the plan, mate. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Also on that card is the one and only Martin Murray, and we always have him on the show. How are you, mate? You good? Yeah, mate. Let's go. Um, well, originally, it was going to be Retribution. This was going to be the one where you were going to uh, smash up King Arthur again, but this time the judges were going to back you up, my friend. However, it's fallen through. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um... Originally, it was uh, Arthur Abraham. Quite surprised when he when he agreed to fight in Monte Carlo, but I looked at it like when he fought that remain. Uh, they won the first in Poland, but he chose to go and fight in America, so I thought maybe he's just doing that. He just chose to fight somewhere else just for a motivation thing, because that's what he said the trap was when he fought um, Romero. Um, and, and anyway, um, yeah, I was quite surprised at it being there. And... Uh, but, but then he accepted and I thought, fair enough, it's on. was looking forward to it, you know, we had unfinished business. You know, I, I thought I won the first fight when I, when I fought him in Germany last year. Looking back in hindsight, you know, um, maybe a bit too close to the call. Um, you know, I, I did have regrets about the fight. He, you know, I did, having said that, I did box 100% of orders. But yeah, I was just looking forward to um, getting the right decision, you know, on neutral penalty this time. So I was well up for the fight. Buzzing for it. Needed this type of fight, to be honest with you, because my motivation was shot after the gross one, so yeah. I was buzzing coming straight back into this fight. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks before it, you know, I think it was last week, uh, 10 days ago or something, they've, uh, I, got a, I got a wish for saying, uh, Abraham's injured. And then, you know, initially I thought, well, you know, it's, um, it's no worries. If he is, 
you know, me and him still for the WBO eliminator. It's just like, you know, we'll fight again, I'll fight, it, I'll fight this time, and then, you know, I still get to fight him. But then I found out a few days later that that he's, uh, you know, he, he's fighting someone else instead. Apparently, yeah. the, the WBO had ordered them to fight. But the WBO ordered us, uh, us two to fight, you know what I mean? So I just think, I just think he didn't want the fight, especially on neutral territory. Mm. And he just chose an easier option. So initially, you know, like, like I said, I, was, I wasn't that fussed when, when it first got announced. But then when I found out that he was fighting someone else, it, 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 did, it did do me. I didn't look up Mate, I bet, because I read that. I read that he had, had taken uh, a WBO eliminator option over yeah. you, which kind of then stank of, well, it's a risk. Fighting Martin Murray's a risk. Let's be straight. It is. You know what I mean? If he, if he gets beat in that fight, which I anticipate he would do on neutral ground because he's lost his passport. He never bloody comes out of Germany anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you th- yeah. so, you, so you think to yourself, you lose that fight, then that WBO eliminator opportunity would surely not be there for him anymore. So I, I, I agree with you. I thought when I, when I, even before what you've just said, when I, when I saw that he was out on injury, I thought, come on, something's not right here. Something's yeah. up. Yeah, that's, that's what we thought. You know, we thought... We thought that, we thought he was getting out of fight, and then we thought, is he using it as a little stunt so we take our eye off the ball and don't carry on training? So we carried on training uh, regardless, but then, yeah, we found out that. So, I mean, I can't understand it. Well, I can't understand it because, like I said earlier, you know, initially they were the first Persbid to Ramirez. Mm-hmm. No doubt he's going to win this fight. He's going to go to Persbid again. And the only thing I can think of, that Ramirez will, uh, will, will spank him again. So the only thing I can think of is that they win the first bit, they get him in Germany, and they've obviously got a chance of ripping it off him with, with, with obviously the judges, German yeah, scoring, yeah, the German scoring system, like the judges. So, so yeah, I was a little bit disappointed, but you know, disappointed. But it ended up fighting this children of who, who it's even more of a dangerous fight. It's better for the fight fans because you know you you watch anybody who fights Abraham, it's quite boring. You know, we yeah. kind of. Just soaks up punches, soaks up shots, and then has a burst for 10, 15, 20 seconds, wins around, yep. and that just seems to be you know, the process of all his fights. Mm. So they are quite boring, but like from a fan's point of view, this has worked out this has worked out better because it's obviously gonna be a more entertaining fight. You know, he, that choosing off comes in as it he comes all night long. He likes a fight, I like a fight, so you know, it, it, it's only gonna it's only gonna end up end up being you know, a, a good all-out fight because, let's face it, I'm fighting for my career now. I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for my future, and that's how I'm, I'm, I'm looking going into this fight. I need to win this. It's as simple as that. I need to win it. If I, if I don't win it, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I've said it time and time again, but my motivation leading up into this camp, getting into this fight, was the lowest it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And you know, if I, if I, if I lost, if I get a loss here, I don't know where it leads me, but. You know, I mean, everything's been going well in training. You know, I look back in the girls' fight and you know, I look back and how it, you know, it, it couldn't have gone any worse for me. Mm. You know, the training camp, the fight. I think anybody who, who, who was watching realised that it just wasn't wasn't me in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd, four weeks before the fight had peaked, I got I, I went through two course of antibiotics. I finished my second course the Wednesday before the fight. I couldn't get my weight off. Killed myself in sauna. Um, you know. That, 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 you know, antibiotics retain water as well. That's why I, yeah. I'm coming a little bit heavy over uh, when I weighed and I was just a touch over. Completely got everything wrong. But, you know what I mean? I still got through it. You know, I, I still nearly turned it on its head at the end. And, you know, yeah. I, even though I'm gutted, I do take a lot of positives out of that. That, you know, at 50%, I can still nearly, 
beat a George Groves who, who, who hasn't looked so good in years. Besties, besties, look for time, man. I mean, I yes. thought he were gone. I thought you were going to smash him up. Genuinely did, um, but he, he's obviously changed his trainer. He's changed his attitude. There's a whole different thing in there, and he was good on that particular night. And as you've said, you went through, you went through a crap camp, mate. Let's be straight; it was rubbish. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't good at all. But you know what I mean. I'm not going to cry over spilt milk. It is what it is. Mm. I'm, I'm, you know what? It's been such a big learning fight for that fight, and I will tell you why because. For years, Oliver's constantly telling me, you know, slow down, slow down, have a day off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's not in your nature, though. Martin, it's not in your nature. That's not what you do, though, is it? That's not natural exactly. to you. Exactly, and that's the thing. You know, my, my, the, my way of thinking is, since I've turned my life around, my way of thinking has always been, just work your hardest, it's as simple as that. So, yeah. you know, I've had that mentality, and it's kind of never, never left me, so... I've kind of always overtrained and put that much into it, whereas this time I've been very cautious. I'm very, you know, about overtraining, about going over. You know, if anything, I'd rather be underdone. Yeah. And it's the first time where I've gone into a camp, I've listened 100% to all of it in taking days off. I've listened to my body taking days off, and I really feel now that I'm peaking at the right time. I'm so excited and so looking forward to Saturday because, you know, I know a lot of people in my last night have wrote me off. I'd, you know, I'll be the first one to admit it when I think I'm on the slide. I know I've got so much more to give. And I know on Saturday, you know, I'm fighting for my life, I'm going to give it my all. And, and I know, guaranteed, guaranteed it's going to be going to, going to be a, a top fight, a war, and it's got potential to be fight, fight of the year. Could That's be a cracker. What does what does this performance unlock as well, Martin? You know what's what's going on behind the behind the scenes? Is it WBA route, WBO yeah, route? You know what are you chasing? He's de- he's decently rated, isn't he? He's, uh, de- this is Dimitri tuning off. For listeners that are yeah. tuning in, it's not Fedor, his brother. It's Dimitri who's been on a bit of a knockout yeah. spree at the moment. I think he's number five with the WBA, so this could open yeah. something quite nice. Yeah, yeah, it could. I mean, you know, we thought Eubank Jr. People remember him from that fight. We thought Eubank Jr. middleweight. Yeah, he's had his last few fights at light heavyweight. Mm. I'm fighting at the super middle. He's, um, he, you know, he is rated at middleweight with the WBA. But the good, th- I mean, the thing is, is that he's a good, solid contender, and I win will put me straight back in the mix. You know, where it'll leave me, I don't know. But the WBA eliminator, it's not a final eliminator, you know. But to be honest, I'm just looking forward to getting in the, getting the win, putting this year to bed, and really starting. 2017 on a high and just you know just just working out what it is you know what position him and work, working from there but you know like I said the good thing is he's just getting the win and then just just, just starting next year on a high and, and really really going to it next year and hopefully next year is going to be the year where I finally win a world title I think this year especially Martin after everything has been so bad what, what I've been impressed with you is um so much is, is your loyalty. You know, a lot of fighters, especially after a, a couple of high-profile losses like you've had, the first thing they do is change trainer. They'll, they'll leave trainer, they'll, they'll go and try something completely different. And, you know, yeah. what, what's, made, what's made you stayed loyal to Oliver all this time? And, you know, it sounds like from what you've just said there, it sounds like you're still learning with him. Oh, yeah, well, that's, uh, that's, exactly, why, that's exactly why I stay with him. I learn, after, I learn after man every day. We've still not got it right. We've still not got it right, and I know when we do, I know that I know that we'll smash it. But we've still not got it right in all the fights, even though we've been out off a couple of times and you know things have happened. We've still not got it right, and I do learn off the man every day. But you know he he he's 
a friend. I've got I've got friend. He, he he's a true professional. You know, he's a world class coach. I, I learn off the man every day. And so if I'm going in there and and, I, and I'm not learning, then then I, you know I'd, I'd be the first one to leave. But I, you know, I go in there and I learn off the guy every day. So it's pointless pointless me just going elsewhere when I don't mm. fucking be that thinking. Just finally, Martin, um, we spoke in the past of you being a bit of a fan of X Factor. Um, I would encourage anybody not to watch X Factor anymore and just follow Martin Murray's Instagram feed <laughs> because he's, because his kids are far more in te- uh, uh, talented than anybody on the TV at this moment in time. He's got his own pop group going on. <laughs> like the Jacksons. <laughs> the Murrays. He has, he's got his own Jackson 5 thing going on in his house. So go and check them out. They are hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, they just trap me up. It's all about having fun. Family's everything. Uh, How did you lad uh, do with his rugby presentation? Because that was at the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he did good. He's uh, you know, brilliant. You know, he's been there since he was four. Yeah. You know, the, the old team, you know, Wolfson under eight, the old team, the, the, the parents, the trainers, everything. Just like, like a family. And it's been, you know, obviously proud for our arches, my lad. Yeah. But I'm proud for our lads and proud for the full team. And we've had a good season and you know, we're really looking forward to next season. His daughter, honestly, his daughter's hilarious. You need to go and watch her singing, performing. She's definitely going to be an actor, eh, mate? I'm telling you, the littlest one, she, she oh. just, she's unreal. Oh, she is, mate. I'm an either. She, she's comical, honestly. <laughs> so lucky for her and all the kids in my life. Yeah, she's something she comes up with. And, you know, if you check my Instagram and go through it and you check some of her singing, <laughs> she just makes some songs of fun, but she's got proper soul. You can hear it in the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Listen, Mark, all the best this weekend, man. We're looking forward to this. This, yeah. this is a great, great one. Well, it's a great card to be in the south of France. I mean, that's, it's unusual for Match Room to be doing that. I know you've been there before. Yeah, uh, it's, a home, it's a home fight for Martin. This, this <laughs> is his fourth is, yeah. time in Monte Carlo, so... <laughs> Gets the home dressing room. I'll tell you, it, it, it sounds surreal, you know, um, someone from St. Helens saying that Monte Carlo feels like home. Yeah. <laughs> Are you taking Digger out with you? Is Digger allowed to go out there? Is he allowed to travel with you, mate? Because he's probably ransacked all the casinos out there, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, no, he's, uh, he, he's not going, Dick. Um, he's banned. He's, he's banned. banned. <laughs> he's banned from Monte Carlo. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, he's not going, but we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Top, man. Listen, all the best, mate. We're right behind you. Oh, yeah. Top, man. Have a great weekend, Thanks, Martin. Mate. Oh, Top, man. Nice one, fellas. Speak to you. Brilliant. I love it. I love the fact that he's so switched on, you know, and, you know, that was a serious question about Oliver Harrison, you know, he's been with him his entire professional career at some stage. I think that a lot well, of guys, do, a lot of guys would have moved. Look a at George Groves. Moved George Groves has had about what, three, four, five different trainers because of yeah. losses. He's blamed, but, okay, I don't want to put words in the mouth, but he has yeah, yeah. blamed other people yeah. for certain losses. The Baddy Jack fight but, was But Martin even touched on it earlier in that conversation where he said, we kind of got our tactics wrong in the first Abraham fight, but, you know, we, and I was like, well, that's to to be able to say that and go acknowledge it and go you know we didn't quite get it right the first time yeah we were so looking forward to putting it right the second time we it's all about we they're a team you know and you've got to respect that you've got to respect the man because he's kind of gone right I, I'm either going to make it 
with Oliver Harrison, or I ain't going to make it. I ain't going to blame anyone else. I'm learning every yeah, day. Yeah. I, I think it's brilliant. I think the fact that he's got so much loyalty is a, is a mark of the man. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Fightdisciples.com is the destination. Therefore, you will never miss out on any of the content we provide on a daily basis. If you're on social media, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.